the headline is 361 bills in 47 states. That's the number of voter restrictive bills that have been introduced in state legislatures this year in, th- uh, in just under three months as tracked by the Brennan Center at New York University. Hello, nation. To use the Stephen Colbert term, uh, this is the Fight to Vote podcast. I'm David Domke. The Brennan Center is one of the, uh, the just the top of the food chain um, research centers in the country that tracks and mobilizes against voter suppression. It's named after William J. Brennan, former U.S. Supreme Court Justice, a staunch progressive, um, who I might be wrong on this, I, but my, I believe wrote the, uh, the Roe v. Wade majority decision. This center, the Brennan Center, has put out a couple, I think three now, um, reports on bills across the United States in, that have been introduced to state legislatures that would restrict the right to vote. They did one in January, they did one at the end of uh, February, and now they just re- released one this morning, April 1st, that uh, is is uh, fully updated through March 24th. And that report issued today identifies 361 bills across 47 states that have been introduced in this country to make it harder to vote. 361 bills um, in under three months. That's 108 more bills than the 253 that they had identified as of February 19th. So 108 further bills introduced in state legislatures in a little bit over a month. That's a 43% increase in one month. Uh, folks, the, the fight to restrict the right to vote is elevating. There is no retreat. There is no surrender on that perspective. So we're working hard and we're making progress in blocking important bills. But the reality is that there is significant progress being made in advancing bills to restrict right, the right to vote. It is both of these can be true at the same time. There is progress on both sides and we are uh, engaged in um, political and legislative struggle over these bills, this legislation. Of these bills, at least 55 of them, according to Brennan Center, 55 out of 361, in 24 states, 55 bills in 24 states are moving through legislatures. 29 of them have passed at least one chamber, while another, while the other 26 have had some sort of committee action. So 55 bills are moving at this time, passed by at least one chamber um, or passed through a committee in 
one of the chamber, in at least one of the chambers. The most um, bills per state have been introduced in Texas, 49 bills, Georgia, 25 bills, and Arizona, 23 bills. In Georgia, as I've talked about extensively on this, this uh, podcast, we were able to block the most extreme measures of the voter suppression. But right now, Arizona and Texas are the 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 uh, ground zero, or ground zero. To give you an example of this in Texas, last night in Texas, I believe at 2 a.m. in the morning, I'm not sure if that's 2 a.m. Central, Eastern, West Pacific, what it was, the Texas Senate passed a voter suppression bill, 2 a.m. in the morning, that bans extended early voting hours. So bans um, the, the kind of length of time. They're going to cut back the number of hours and blocks drive-through voting, removes that, which had been available in 2020, wants to, it will close polling places in minority geographic areas, areas and allows partisan poll watchers to record voters who receive help filling out ballots. An invasion of the private vote. There, you know, there is like this feeling that we can reasonably have that the onslaught, the tsunami of this push, this relentless, overwhelming push to restrict the right to vote can, can really just deplete our, our strength and our determination. It can. It has an effect, that's for sure. Um, you know, the, Tim Cook, the app, the uh, CEO, the chief executive officer of Apple, uh, was quoted this morning by Axios, a uh, a kind of like a short uh, a, a news source that provides these short news blurbs. Uh, Tim Cook was quoted by Axios today as saying it ought to be easier to vote than ever in America. He's an example of CEOs beginning to speak out on behalf of voting access. And that's great. He's absolutely right. Voting should be easier than ever given the technology, given the recognized importance for our democracy of engagement, but it's not. It's not. And the reason it's not is because the Republican Party has made a bet. They made a bet that the way that they hold on to and expand power is by restricting who has the ability to vote. That's why these are occurring. To restrict the ability to vote. That is the, the, the highway to retaining and expanding political power in the minds of Republicans. 
This perspective is rooted in the idea that only certain people should have the right to vote. That only certain people should have the right to vote. We can trace this from the beginning of the United States when states allowed only men uh, who were of certain standing in um, the colonies when, the, when they became states to vote. They had, men had to hold property. They had to uh, live in certain geographic areas. Only certain men were allowed to vote. There were a few states that allowed uh, African-American men or women to vote in the early states, but those those were removed fairly quickly in northern states. That certainly wasn't possible in southern states. That was removed fairly quickly. And by the time you get to the Civil War, very few states allowed African-American men or women to vote. This idea that, that only certain people should vote is... Uh, is grounded in the perspective that that there are hierarchies to to what it means to be a citizen that some people are better citizens better equipped to be a citizen to deserve to be a citizen to act as a citizen that that some people are and some and and many are not according to this perspective over time, the fight to vote has been one of constant, constant battle to expand who can vote and constant, constant battle by people who do not want everybody to vote. This this is a defining, a defining attribute of the United States, not a peripheral element, but actually a defining characteristic of who we are as a country. When progress has been made in this struggle to fight to gain the right to vote, that progress has been achieved only through an all-hands-on-deck pressure and push. People protesting in the streets and marching, legis uh, legislators who believe in the right to vote fighting hard, uh, people pushing and pressuring those legislators people pushing and organizations and uh, pressuring those who oppose the right to vote. This is, this is what it takes on all fronts. Yesterday in the New York Times, a group of black American business leaders took out a full page advertisement, a full page advertisement that read like this. This is how it read. Memo to corporate America. 
the fierce urgency is now. Here's the text. The right to vote is a cherished birthright of all Americans. However, for much of the nation's history, the ability to exercise the most fundamental right, the most fundamental right guaranteed by the United States Constitution was denied to African Americans. The bloody struggles of the civil rights movement that led to the passage of the Voting Rights Act of 1965 were not easy, and Americans of all faiths, races, and nationalities marched, suffered imprisonment, and were even killed to ensure each of us has the right to vote. From the late Vernon Jordan, John Lewis, and Fannie Lou Hamer to Freedom Riders, James Cheney, Andrew Goodman, and Michael Schwerner, countless Americans from all walks of life sacrificed so much to ensure this country lived up to its most sacred ideals. Sadly, at this very moment, this fundamental, no, the fundamental tenets of our democracy are under assault by forces that seek to take this country backwards. It then moves into discussion of the Florida law, the Florida law that was passed last week, and and the 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 uh, the ongoing fight to suppress the right to vote. It ends the this ad by invoking Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. speech at Riverside Church on April 4th, 1967 in New York City, one year to the day before he was assassinated. In this speech, Dr. King spoke about, quote, the fierce urgency of now, unquote, and the need to move past indecision to action in the words of the folks who put this ad together. For corporate America, now is such a moment. And then it's signed by, looks to be about 30 to 40 executives who work in corporate America. These are all African Americans. This is, this is an organization uh, known as the Black Economic Alliance. We can look them up if you want to look them up. Black Economic Alliance. This kind of mobilization and pressure is part of what is necessary to win the fight to vote. Tim Cook said what he said. The Black Economic Alliance put their ad out yesterday. Delta Airlines issued a statement. Their CEO issued a statement uh, I believe yesterday morning, might have been Tuesday evening, decreeing the law, and Delta is based in Atlanta, Georgia, you know, employs thousands, decreeing the Georgia law and saying that it's, it's, it was based upon the fraudulent claim of, the false claim of voter fraud. Delta. Apple, all of the companies represented in the Black Economic Alliance 
they need to speak out. They need to stake their flag in the ground of what they believe in for the people who work for them, for the people they they serve and represent. Good morning. For the good ideals of this country, they need to speak up, speak out, stand up. We will do our work. We have a democracy week that, that we're calling the For the People Act week, the For the People week, that runs Monday through Saturday of next week. We will kick it off Monday morning with a coffee time with Charles Douglas and then a short kind of overview of the landscape a agenda for the week and the week will include phone banks special speakers that our national coalition that we're part of the Demo declaration for american democracy coalition that will pro they'll provide them these will be top top national speakers on voting on elections on money and politics and then we will have happy hours after each of the uh the speakers to have a chance to talk to process to debrief to share our perspectives this is a national effort we are not doing this on an island common power does not at all exist on an island nor do we wish to this is a action being done in concert in collaboration with more than 150 national organizations committed to the For the People Act and to voting justice. We need as much elevation and engagement as possible for this week and for these phone banks and for this work. We are also sending tweets and making phone calls directly to U.S. Senators right now this is the easiest thing that any volunteer can do with us we have this information uh, we have all of the contact information we have the scripts to do it takes very little time you talk to very few people when you make the calls you are often leaving a message and all you're doing is communicating the importance of voting rights and the for the people act we are contacting senators who agree with the For the People Act to affirm and to strengthen their position. And we are contacting senators of the handful of senators um, who uh, are not sure about the bill. That would be West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin and Arizona Senator Kirsten Sinema and the handful of Republicans who are not supportive but perhaps would be open to it this kind of pressure this kind of work to contact voters to mobilize them to block bad bills in in arizona which is where we're working right now or to support the good bill of hr1 and s1 in the u.s senate that's our phone banks and the contacting of u.s senators is the work that we can do that we are doing this coming week, if you haven't been involved, 
with this work, please join us and become part of this advocacy work. This is the civil rights work of our lifetime. This is it. We, we did all of the work last year in order to have this chance to do this work. It is a, a uh, blessing to be able to have this chance, and we will show up. This morning, it's uh, a nice day for about the fourth straight day in Seattle. That's like a non-summer world record, probably. It's actually a little warmer this morning, too, so my hands are not frozen from holding the phone while I do this podcast as I do my morning walk. But even when it's colder and even when it's raining, we do our work. We do it because of those who came before us. We do it because of the people now, the fierce urgency of now that we have, that we must have, and we do it for those who come after us. Good morning, everybody. It's 100, I'm sorry, it's 361 bills in 47 states. Let none of us say that we did not know. Let all of us say we took action.